the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Very happy to be with you today. Um, We are delighted to uh, introduce you to the 13th vintage of Par Champagne, which is the Rare Millésime 2013. Each vintage we produce at Par Champagne belongs to the style of Par Champagne, but each vintage has its own personality. Uh, so that, that's why, for example, the, the former uh, vintage that is still on the market, which is 2008, was infinite because of the potential of aging, the length of the 2008 vintage, dazzling for 2013. It's because you will see and you will tell us what you think during the testing, but for us, 2013 express uh light uh how, how can i say that in english but a very gentle light the, the light you can have uh in an early morning during uh fall time when you mm. and so it's it's warm but it's not too hot it's quite refreshing but still quite bright and it's connected also with the vintage 2013 2013 in champagne is a cold vintage with cold spring with a some chaotic weather, let's say, during the summer, and a very cold but dry end of season. And we harvested in October. That's the last vintage yeah. we harvested in October. And we didn't harvest in October for a while before 2013. And I'm not sure we are going to to see it again in the next future because we harvest earlier and earlier and earlier. So yeah. we harvested in fall time in October, just like we did in the 80s. That was the most common uh, period of the year to, to harvest, but it was uncommon in the year 2000, 2010, and even less common in 2020, I think. So mm-hmm. it's connected to the weather, to the climate of 2013, and also you will see it's connected with, with the aromas you can feel and the, and the vibrancy you will feel on the palate. <clears throat> so in terms of blends, uh, I think now you know more or less the style of our champagne. Our champagne is always Dominated by Chardonnay, 70% of Chardonnay and 30% of Pinot Noir. We have a small selection of, of Cru, a small selection of Village and Terroir to make the blend of Rare. So each year it's between, let's say, 8 and 15 different Terroirs that we selected to enter the blend. And this year we have 11 different Cru. Mm. Most of the blend is coming from Montagne de Reims, which is kind of part of the style of Rare Champagne, because even for the Chardonnay, most of our Chardonnay are coming from Montagne de Reims. In that case, mainly Villers Marmerie. But you have also some Vaudemange, and quite uncommon as well, we have some Chardonnay coming from Verzi and Ambonnet, because still also some Chardonnay in these areas. Then we balance the Chardonnay from Montagne de Reims, that is key for, for our style, with some Chardonnay from Côte des Blancs, so we have some Avis this year, some Chouilly, and some Auger. Mm. Um, Auger, for example, is very interesting because according to the vintage, we might have many or Auger. But in that case, because it was 2013, quite straight, quite acidic, quite fresh, we wanted to balance it with more creaminess. That's why we picked more Auger than Menil. Mm. The last cru of Chardonnay is Mongueux that we see more and more in the blend of Rare Champagne because it's really bring that extra layer of complexity, that extra layer of tropical fruits, aromas, touch of spiciness, 
So it's kind of a drop in the blend, but we like to add that drop of Monge more and more because it's really connected with the, the style we want for, for Rare Champagne. So, so the, the Chardonnay from places like Ombonnet and Velvie, what do you what do you like about that? Why would you uh, pick the Chardonnay from there? Because um, so, so forever, since the beginning, the first vintage of Rare is 1976. And it has always been connected with Montan de Reims for the Pinot Noir, of course, but also for the Chardonnay, especially Villers Marmory. So the number one village in the blend of 2013, and that was also the case for the previous vintages, is Villers Marmory. Then, according to the vintage, we don't close any door and we pick the best kind of. It can be Vaudemange, Trépaille. Most of the time, this is these two vintages. In that case, we add Ambonnet and Verzi. Verzi is just next to Villers Marmory. There is not so much uh, Chardonnay in the village of Verzi, but it's just next to Villers Marmory. So for me, the Chardonnay from Verzi, they are very similar of the Chardonnay of, uh, of the Verzi are very similar of the Chardonnay of Villers Marmory. Ambonnet is a bit different. It's the source of, uh, of Montagne de Reims. And just mm -hmm. like I said, we use a bit of Auger instead of Menil. It was interesting to bring back some Chardonnay from the source of Montagne de Reims to get a better kind of ripeness, maturity, and fruitiness. Mm. Rather than Vaudemange and Trépaille that are facing east and that we use probably a bit more when the, the sun and the heat is more present. Mm. And for the um, Pinot Noir, the main cru is Verzi. So just <laughs> next to Marie. And then we balance the Verzi with Verzenet and also with the source of Montagne de Reims, with Ambonnet, Bouzy, and a touch of Toxier as well. So five different villages for the, for the red, but all together, it's only 11 crus, and most of them are, are premier or grand cru. Only Mongeux is not a premier or grand cru. Mm. That's for the composition of the blend, let's say. <clears throat> And the disgorgement was made um, in December last year. So year after year, is it um, the same same vinification style, uh, or do you change it according to the vintage? Hmm. What do you mean, the, the blend? Uh, not the blend. So in terms of how much malolactic or uh, barrel usage. So the malolactic fermentation is fully done for 2013, and that was the hmm. case. Um, 85, the vintage 85. Uh, in the history of Rare Champagne, which is, as you know, very connected to Piper at Seek, and it used to be the prestige cover of Piper at Seek, Rare followed the winemaking philosophy of Piper at Seek. So the philosophy was to do not make the malolactic fermentation until 88 or something like that. So no, I think 88, Malo is blocked. So until 88, vintage 1988, the malolactic fermentation is blocked. Then after mm -hmm. 1988 to uh, the current one, 2013, the malolactic fermentation is fully done. That was the philosophy of Daniel Thibault and then Regis Camus. And then since I arrived in 2018, that's true for Piper and Rare. According to the climate, which is changing as well, we decided to implement some no malo wine in our winery for the reserve wines, but also for the blends. So it means that in the future, indeed, you will see a percentage of no malo wine to highlight and preserve that freshness, that minerality you described in 2013. 
In 2013, we didn't need to have normal wine to reach that, uh, that balance and that freshness. But for the most recent vintage, good vintages, indeed, I needed to add a um, natural acidification, let's say, coming from the Malik, uh, and which is key. So for the last blend I made for our champagne, I implement uh, quite a significant amount of no mallow wine in the blends. Mm, yeah, super interesting. So it's and kind of like the, the the new philosophy is just to you know depend on the vintage, depend on the yeah. Yeah, that's uh, what we do today, and uh, that's really I mean it's really connected with the weather, which is very different, and we need to preserve the style of our champagne to change the way we make the wine. Besides that, on the winemaking side, there are no tricks. I mean, it's very natural fermentation. It's 100% stainless steel. It's very interesting mm -hmm. because sometimes I have some feedback because you can smell some uh, vanilla, some spiciness, some toastiness sometimes, but that's only coming from the autolysis of the yeast. So mm -hmm. fermentation is made 100% stainless steel because we want to reflect and keep the purity of the fruit. We don't want to have any uh, flavor coming from the aging barrel. So we keep it in stainless steel. We use very traditional yeast. Same thing. We just want to turn the, the sugar into alcohol, but we want to keep the flavor of the terroir, of the village, of the cru, uh, where the grapes come from. Mm -hmm. And besides that, it's very traditional winemaking. The less winemaking product I use, the better I am. So it's the simplest uh, winemaking as possible. Mm. And you make uh, magnums too, right? Alors, we make some magnums. The one which is available today is 2006, and the next one will be 2008, uh, which is coming soon. Um, so as you can see, we are not releasing the magnum at the same time than the bottle because we need and we want an extra aging for the magnums. So most of the time, you have one or two vintage difference between the bottle in the market and the magnum on the market. Mm -hmm. And I think the 2013 is uh, mm. really amazing, amazing today. Yeah. But as you can see, it can also be kept uh, in the cellar for a very, very long time. So huge yeah. aging potential as well. That's part of the contract, let's say, of our oh, champagne. Okay. Uh, we want also to have wine and champagne that have the ability to age way longer in the cellar of the of the final client. So mm. it's amazing today. It will be probably even better in it's 10 nice. years. <laughs> And very good as well in twenty. So, yeah, that's what we want to do. No, I, I like the, the the structure and the freshness to it. So I think it will be really interesting to see how it ages. Yeah, mm. we keep some bottle in the cellar. For sure. mm. <laughs> we always do. Yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot for the tasting. Yeah, My pleasure. Have a good day. Thank you.